Hey, welcome to AMI VIP. I'm your host, Mo Holloman. Come along with me as I interview entrepreneurs, business and community leaders to share an exclusive behind the scenes look at how they got their start and how they've reached success in their industries. In every episode, we'll dive into the untold stories, the fear, the excitement, the failure, and how they prevail. You might just leave each episode feeling like you too can achieve your wildest dreams. So join us as we create a community of uplifters who take on the world. On today's show, we'll chat with Kevin Seidenstricker, co-host of Four States Live with Shannon Profit. He has a fascinating story and you'll get to hear some of it. There's so much more. So we decided we'd have him back and learn more about his experiences as a boy from Joplin who went on to retire as a commander with 22 years of experience in the military, as a general aviation pilot, a radar intercept officer, so much more. You'll learn how he woke up one day and decided to become an actor and entertainer. It is so much fun. You guys are going to enjoy it, but we'll get to some of those things later. So this is only part of the story, and I hope you enjoy. All right, well, welcome, my friend, to AMI VIP. Beautiful studio. Very, yes, thank you. I love it. It's it's your studio, actually. Uh, One day we'll have to show you guys uh, how we set this up, but this is a first show, so we'll get to that later, maybe some teasers at some point. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Got to do that. Yeah, you'll want to see it. Um, But of course, you know, for the very first show ever, I had to have Kevin Seidenstricker on because, uh, you know, AMI VIP lives within Four States Live. And, Absolutely. And we're, you know, I'm glad to be here. I almost said we're glad to be here, but it's just me. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I'm so glad to be a part of AMI and a part of Four States Live. Well, we are definitely benefiting by having you on board, Mo. The ideas, the innovation you've brought to our game just ups, ups the ante, raises the bar beyond belief. Well, it's easy to come and uh, do something cool when you've already set up something very cool, Kevin. So. <laughs> oh, I'm just tagging along. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm so glad you're here because you have such a cool story. And, you know, to me, I we were just talking about this before we came on that I think in life, you, you look at a person and, and what they've done mm-hmm. and you tend to say, oh, well, Kevin, he's a, he's a radio host at AMI and, and that's a really, really cool thing. But you're such an interesting individual. You're so intelligent. You're so kind. You have a real peaceful way about you and just the way that you look at the world. And, and I want people to know about that. You know, I want well, great. people to know. <laughs> Gee, I, I guess I'll talk about myself. And know your story. I'm so course. shy. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we definitely want people to know your story and, and um, just how shy you are. <laughs> sure, sure. So I know that we shared a little bit about your bio. And so mm-hmm. people know a little bit about, you know, kind of what got you here. But I think what's amazing about your story, because mm-hmm. and, and it really touches my heart, because I think, too, you know, with um, business leaders, entrepreneurs, people who have endeavored to do something else. Yes, uh, it's scary. And so, you know, you were um, I'm going to let you tell the story, but, okay. but let's start about what got you into acting, because it definitely uh, wouldn't have to a lot of people been the next step in their eyes of what you would do, right? Sure. So can you share about that? It wouldn't, it really wouldn't be, and I wouldn't call it an epiphany, Mo, but um, after 22 years in the Navy, which I did straight out of college, um, and then working for defense contractors for almost six years, it was in that last defense contractor job that I woke up one morning, I literally woke up one morning and just wasn't really happy with what I was doing. Yeah. And I asked myself, what did I ever do in my life that just gave me pure joy. 
that was for me. Yeah. And it hit me like a frying pan in the face. It was acting in high school, Mm -hmm. which I wouldn't say I was a great actor. uh, And I didn't do a lot of theater, but the theater I did, I really enjoyed it. loved it. So when you had that thought, not to Mm -hmm. interrupt you, how did that feel? Like... were you like, wait, is that really what I'm thinking? Or how, like, well, were you ready I, to lean into it? it? It was kind of an aha moment. I okay. wouldn't say clouds okay. parted yeah, and yeah, yeah. horns blew, uh, but it was something that was very real to me. Right in that instant, I knew it was something real that I wanted to do. Um, I was working on a presidential campaign in Washington, D.C. Uh, at the campaign headquarters. One of the guys I was working with had been an actor in the D.C. Baltimore area for a little over 10 years. And I said, I went to him and I said, Reagan, I want to be an actor. I want to be serious about it. I don't want it to be a hobby. What do I need to do? Let me take you to dinner and you tell me what I need to do. Yeah. So uh, I met him out for dinner in, in uh, D.C., took a large tablet of paper and filled two whole pages of legal size paper. And this is what I need to do with a website, resume, business yeah. cards, and just putting myself out there. As a new actor, getting, he said, any background extra work you can do, uh, if anybody doesn't know, (laughs) uh, background or extra is a person who's on a set that you see maybe sitting at a bar somewhere in the background while the principals are on the camera. Eating dinner in the background. Eating, fighting, doing, (laughs) you know, wrecking their car or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, they're just not the principals and they have no lines. He said, you got to start somewhere. He said, get any of that work you can do. Uh, So that's what I started doing. And and so, because to me, like, okay, 22 years in the military mm-hmm. and then, you know, six-ish years doing military contracting, uh-huh. uh, that's something you know, you're specialized at, you're really good at, yeah. and you thought to yourself, I'm going to do something I haven't done since high school. And and what I love about that, and I, and I just want to touch on it for a second, because I think that a lot of times in life, when we have a call to our heart and something that we really want to do, something that really makes us happy, mm-hmm. there's that voice in your head that says... But you're not going to be any good at it. You don't have any experience at it. Mm-hmm. You you're making great money doing this thing. Why would you? You know why? So right. so how how did you reconcile that? Because and I guess the reason I want to talk about it um, is maybe to provide some words of encouragement for people who have felt that way. Because you know that's a, that's this big. Those are big questions. Absolutely. Well. I can look back to when I decided to go to college. I can look back to when I decided to join one of the armed forces. I can look back to when I decided to join the workforce after retiring from the military. And I can look back to when I decided to be an actor. And all of these things came from a desire and acknowledging the fear yeah. That was there. The, it can be the fear of the unknown. It can be the fear of not succeeding. It can just be a general fear of, I don't know anything about this. This is outside of my comfort zone. We got to get out of our comfort zone. If you, if you want to chase, it doesn't have to be a lifetime dream, but just something you want to try. Uh, it's that fear that you have to encounter, acknowledge, and then reconcile in your own head and your heart Uh like I said, fear of failing, financial distress, or whatever. So those decision points in my life, those milestones, that's how I got through that was just acknowledging the fear, accepting it. And then with any operational risk management person knows that part of dealing with uh, threats or risks 
is to have plans. Yeah. Contingency plans and other there are other types of plans, but you need to have a well thought out plan. So that's why when I decided I wanted to be an actor, I knew this guy Reagan in D.C. working on that uh, presidential campaign, and I just picked his brain. He laid out a road a roadmap for me, and that's yeah. what I did. And my second gig, I find myself on this thing called House of Cards. <laughs> I, I'd never heard of this that thing, House is, of Cards. So but it was a background <laughs> gig. They needed somebody with a tuxedo. I had a tuxedo. And so that's how I got the gig. Yeah. And I find myself, after about 10 walkthrough takes with what were stand-ins, because yeah. I and my movie wife, I'd never met this beautiful blonde girl in this <laughs> blue, Not a bad gig. flashy cocktail dress. We come around the corner into the, entering this party, and there's this young kid, and he's like, hey, how you doing? Greeting us and everything. I thought he was like the actor. Yeah. Well, he was just a stand-in for the real actor. I didn't know when we were doing the real take, when they said background action, Yeah. and we do our walk down the sidewalk. I come around the corner. Bam, Kevin Spacey is right in my face with Robin right next to me. He's grabbing my hand. Hey, Senator, how you doing? Welcome to the party. Come on in. Here's Claire. Have a drink. Uh, you know, go on, enjoy yourself. Uh, and then Claire and I, I mean, Robin Wright, and we're doing the bizu, bizu, kiss, kiss. Uh, and, oh, that's amazing. And I take my wife. We go on up the stairs and act like we're getting a cocktail and mingling in the crowd. Yeah. I mean, and this is your second gig. Can <laughs> the, we like talk about that for just a second? This was your sure. second ever acting gig. Yeah. And you're in front of two of the greatest actors. I mean, obviously there's more. some issues there. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. But, but, but the fact whatever. is like very talented human being. Incredibly. In terms of acting. Like what did that energy feel like to be it in was, a room with somebody who you talk about skill? Well, those two individuals. When I was doing my undergrad in Kansas City, I went uh, skydiving twice yeah it was on a, a static line it wasn't free falling um yeah. it was that same feeling yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> the first time i jumped out of a perfectly good airplane that rush of adrenaline and exhilaration when i came yeah. around the corner and there's kevin spacey it was everything i could do to was keep it like, a, a poker face <laughs> and not yeah. because they didn't tell me well and he was coming at you acting like he wasn't oh, yeah. trying to be awkward about it because we talked about this too like mm -hmm. you know if, if you're a theater person yeah. Uh, I always say that I, I feel like theater people are always a little weird. And I'm a theater person, so I feel like I could say that. Uh, and I like weird people. I, I am drawn to people who are willing Eccentric. to. Yes, and willing to be silly because it's so yeah. it's so awkward. Acting is very awkward sometimes. Well, you know? Mo, I know this will resonate very well with yeah. you being an actor. Um, when I began acting in yeah. D.C., and taking acting lessons there as well, because I yeah. wanted to learn the craft and perfect my craft. Yeah. One of the first things I learned in my very first class was be childlike. And what yeah. they meant by that was play. play. Exactly. See, I knew you'd know it. <laughs> um, children play. Their imaginations run wild. They know yeah. no constraints. Yeah. It, the only constraints are what they can imagine. Yeah. And that is acting. Yeah. Is and one of the questions they always, well, most of these acting classes always start with is someone define acting for me. And, you know, somebody who's new to the gig makes the <laughs> mistake. Really saying, well, it's playing a role. No, that's not yeah. acting. Acting is living in the can, moment yeah. and playing and being childlike. And yeah, because yeah. it's real life. You know, the, the trick always is how can you really be living in that moment in a very mm -hmm. honest way in a very vulnerable way in a yes. place that almost 
it's not a fake place. It's not like you're levitating between reality and um, make-believe, mm -hmm. but you're really uh, allowing your mind to get in that place of expressive freedom. And if you want to be credible, yeah. and like you said, real as an actor, then you need to put your mind in that place where you are making yourself very vulnerable. Yeah. You're leaving yourself to be very vulnerable. Uh, the V word is a big one in, in acting classes. Yeah, sure. Putting yourself out there, being vulnerable, and being childlike and just play, yeah. have fun with it and live in that moment. Would you say that's a way that you uh, almost look at life? I think you have to. I think if yeah. anyone wants to truly live their life, not just go to work, earn a paycheck, pay bills, be in a relationship, but if they truly want to live, they need to live in the moment and appreciate everything they can touch, see, smell, taste, and really enjoy it and live it. And yeah. it goes, just that alone goes so much further than just, it's time to make the donuts, time yeah. to go to work. Yeah, that's yeah. not living. You have to, uh, there's a lot of boldness in vulnerability. And that's what's so funny. People usually think vulnerability um, on some level puts you at risk to, to be hurt. And it and it might. Mm -hmm. um, you're not, but you might get hurt in life no matter what you do, whether you're being vulnerable or sure. not. Sure. But there's a lot of boldness in that and, and because you're making mm -hmm. an intention for who you want to be. And you have you to overcome to that. that? You I have to like overcome that fear. And I can, you know, just anecdotally tell you, and I know you know this, yeah. of going to, or maybe you don't because you're awesome, oh, but gosh, well, me uh, <laughs> going to, I don't know how many countless um, auditions I went to yeah. in DC, in Baltimore, where I didn't get a call back. Yeah. But that's just part of the game and you have to overcome that fear of, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I didn't get called yeah. back. And they teach you not to dwell on a, what some might consider a failure because you didn't get the call back for that audition. Yeah. Some people will dwell on that and that's part of acting classes is to teach actors. You need to think about your next audition don't when you walk yeah. out of an audition it's done. just start thinking about the next audition yeah. because you don't know if you're going to get a call back or not and if you dwell on oh are they going to call me when are they yeah. going to call me i need to sit by my phone Was I good enough? It, you know? <laughs> it will be all consuming and yeah. and then you just took yourself out of the game of life 100 percent. because you're dwelling on that and the same thing worked um when i was flying on the backseat of f-14 tomcats yeah. uh they always when we would go out and train and do intercepts area intercepts of bad guys um, in the training environment, of course, uh, they would always say, you're only as good as your next intercept. So you're, yeah. you're going to run a bad intercept. Sometimes you're not going to close on the bogey the way you're supposed to Yeah, something you're going to get shot. Yeah. Uh, you can't dwell on that. You're only as good as your next. You. No, it doesn't. What defines you is what you do next. Right? Exactly. And I just think it, it's such a way to live, you know, mm -hmm. um, that, you know, just like with acting, if, if you don't get a call back, which means that you got the job, um, you, maybe you just weren't right for that part. Maybe the, maybe the look was a little off. Maybe, mm -hmm. and maybe somebody actually just did the job they were looking for. It doesn't mean it was better. It just That's means right. it was in line with what felt right for them. And there's just so many, there are just so many variables that you could never know. There sure are. And you're right for what you're right for. Well, and one know? of my favorite scenes from one of my favorite movies, Burlesque, yeah. is when Christina Aguilera is trying out in front of Cher. She's on the stage and she's telling Cher's character, I want this job. I give this to me. I deserve this opportunity. What do you want to see? I'll show you anything. I'll do anything. Yeah. What do you want to see? And Cher's walking away. She turns around. She says, 
I don't know what I want to see. You show me something yeah. I've never seen before. And they taught us that in acting lessons too, is make bold choices. Make bold choices. Yes. Right? Don't you love that? And <laughs> take that into life. Make bold choices. Yeah. They say, make bold choices and own it. 100%. Stick to it. Because when you walk in that audition room and you've made that bold choice, that choice you made might be something that no one else thought of. And that's what the director wants to see. The director wants to see something they've never seen before. Yeah. And when you can bring that to the table, you're in. You're in. But you got to get over that fear. Yeah. You got to be confident and don't hang on that audition. Just you're only as good as your next one. Yeah. And it really is like jumping out of a plane. You just sort of. You got to jump. You can't take it back now. No. You, sort of, you might as well do it well. You know, That's do right. You've trained for. That's right. Like so even astronauts. Oh, no, you go ahead. You tell your people. Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, you know how astronauts, you know, I, I and I think this applies to kind of even your history. You know, when something goes wrong, uh, I can't remember which astronaut it was, but it was it was one of the first people to go into space just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there was an issue that happened. Their heart rates don't they don't fluctuate much and part mm. of that is because of the way they train you know exactly. they do you know like what you said when you went into acting you had a plan you know mm-hmm. and so you can't deviate from that plan you just have to continue to work at your craft not take anything seriously and just know and believe in yourself that what you want is what you want to have and that's all you can control that's right you know and and understand that some things are just going to be out of your control yeah and you just have to give yourself up to that yeah and you don't have to let your heart rate get all out of control cuz mm-hmm. you you prepare for knowing that life is going to throw things at you that aren't what you expected or planned for or whatever else. But since sure. you do have a plan, you planned to be prepared. Exactly. You know, <laughs> exactly. So, and just roll with it. Yeah. So, okay. So now we've talked about, so you, you're in acting mm-hmm. and I want to know how you got here. I want to know how you get to Joplin from that and in the entertainment world. Great and, question. Yeah. <laughs> Great question. Um, so I was an only child. I am an only child. Yeah. And my parents lived here. uh, Grandparents lived here. So my father had multiple sclerosis Mm -hmm. and he decided himself that it was time that uh, he had lost his wife to cancer a couple of years before that, decided it was time for him to live in some kind of assisted living or whatever. Um, My mother. uh, So. These are the parents who divorced when I was three years old. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Haven't been together a long time. Uh, but they graduated <laughs> high school together, and they had been best friends. You know, after a couple of years yeah, of the divorce and yeah. the dust settled and they matured, they became really good friends. And their spouses, they were all good friends. Yeah. Uh, well, my mother then ended up being the one who would take my dad's wife to her cancer treatments and go to the grocery store for them and do all sorts of stuff for them. Well, after she died, my dad was getting ready to move into uh, an assisted living place. I decided, okay, this is not my mother's job. Yeah. And I'm having a lot of fun here in D.C. and acting in Baltimore with all these great people. You know, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, I was on Veep, played one of her security guards, stood right next to her and... um, while I was having fun, it was time to step up. Yeah. So that's what brought me back to Joplin uh, was family and to take care of them. Mm-hmm. Well, so I get back here. And even before I moved from D.C., I started setting up profiles with all the big businesses here in town. Um, whether it was uh, then it was F.A.G. Bearing yeah. or um, who's... God, uh, I can't remember <laughs> who, who the battery people are here. Oh, uh, battery uh, outfitters? 
Uh, no. Uh, oh, you're thinking make... of like creating batteries. Oh, you're thinking of the bigger batteries. Like, yeah, no. for the space shuttle and I stuff. I can't think of it either. My my brother uh, works there. I know. It's so stupid. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. They're going to hate me for this, by the way. Uh, I don't think they're one of our clients, so that's a good Is thing. Is it Eagle Pitcher? Eagle Pitcher. Okay, thank okay, you. Okay, yeah. uh, I set up profiles on yeah. Eagle Pitcher, FAG Bearing. Yeah. You know, if there's a big business in the four state area, I set up a you're profile on it, on it yeah. and lo- uploaded resumes. I was looking for vacancies. So here's a 22 year retired Navy commander with a top secret clearance, have managed multi-million dollar contracts for three different self or three different defense contractors yeah. in Washington, DC for the Department of Defense, Departments of Homeland Security. I couldn't find a job. Oof. There's one company here in town, I won't say who they are on camera, but one of their big professions, things they profess is we love veterans, we hire veterans. Couldn't get a job there. Oh, my gosh. So what I ended up doing is one of the things I did in D.C. while I was acting was also audiobook narration. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So I rented a little tiny office from the father of a high school friend in Web City and uh, set up my recording booth there and started doing audiobook narration. Uh, While I'd been here maybe about four months, Fourth of July was coming up. So I went to get fireworks and I heard of this military fireworks stand on West 7th or East oh, 7th. So yeah, I went yeah, out yeah. there. Okay. I park about a block away because it's really busy. And as I'm approaching the parking lot there where the fireworks tent is set up, there's this very dapper looking black guy with this cool hat on. He's on his phone. He's yakking around and everything. <laughs> he turns around and see me. He just starts waving like he's known me for years. I, I don't know this guy. Uh, yeah. But, you know, as so as one does, I just went with it. And uh, he gets off his phone. We start yapping and everything. And uh, he says, have you ever thought about being on radio? And I said, well, I've done a lot of TV and film, but I would love to be on radio. I think it'd be a cool gig. It'd be fun. He said, well, I host a a morning radio show. Uh, My name's Howie. (laughs) I, You know, just for the record, I'm here Uh, because of Howie, too. (laughs) Right. And so basically, everybody around here, (laughs) he recruited me off the uh, parking lot of uh, the military fireworks. Oh, that stand. is so cool. And so I started on 105.3 New Life Radio. Yeah. Uh, and then I was also news director here at AMI Radio Group. Yeah. Uh, so that's how I got started in radio. I was here for about a year and a half part-time. And uh, that and my retirement pay was okay, but I wasn't really able to do uh, I and my wife, things we really wanted to do. Yeah. So I started looking for a full-time job again. Uh, as it happened, I knew somebody who knew somebody, and I ended up in the casino industry. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> three years at one casino, a year and a half at another casino. Um, well, then uh, leadership here at AMI Radio Group, they they knew me. They knew my yeah. background and decided that um, they wanted to add another element to uh, an already successful Four States Live radio show that Shannon yeah. Breffitt was co was hosting and doing a great job just solo on her own. Yeah, she's good. And so they said, we want to put a little more, well, I say meat on the bone. The word I was told that Gene Bicknell used uh, was spicier. Ooh, so they were like, we got to get Kevin. We, we got, we want to talk about issues. We want to talk <laughs> yeah, about hot yeah. topics. 
so with my MBA, with my DOD experience, naval experience, and aviation experience, um, acting and working on a presidential campaign, other stu- things I you had done in my life uh, <laughs> lent it well to be able yeah. to talk to, I mean. You could talk about anything. I mean, And to honestly. anyone. I can talk to CEOs. Yeah. I can talk to doctors. I can talk to admirals and generals. I can talk to the person who's cleaning the toilets also. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a lot of money uh, as a child growing up here in the local area. Um, so whenever I would be at Naval Air Station Oceana around all these fighter guys in their flight suits, I mean, I was in a flight suit too. I was a fighter guy, but yeah. especially the pilots, you know, heads this big, um, thinking they are the greatest thing since sliced bread. I never forgot from where I came. Yeah. And I would often tell these guys, uh, you can't swing a dead cat around here without hitting a fighter guy. <laughs> You're not that special. Get over yourself. <laughs> so, um, like I said, I can talk to anybody. Yeah. And so that's uh, why they brought me on board here. That's how I ended up uh, on Four States Live. Yeah. Well, and, you know, what I think is so great about Four States Live, too, is you really take time to research your guests. I mm-hmm. mean, nobody's coming in. This isn't, I mean, on some level, there's improvisation because sure. you don't know exactly what you're going to say and what they're going to say, but you're so prepared for those interviews. And so, you know, the, the people who are listening to that uh, mm-hmm. that show, you're going to learn a lot. And you're learning a lot in the meantime. I am learning so a what's lot. what's that like? Well, it's a lot of fun, but yeah. I have to tell you, to whom I attribute my practice of being prepared is uh, the late Chad Elliott. God bless him. Oh. Uh, I was on uh, News Talk KZRG for a little over a year, oh, and I learned by just watching Chad. Uh, he was in way early every morning before the show, and he was on websites. He was printing off articles. He was yeah. highlighting. He was preparing. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I learned He's from Chad how to prepare. Uh, but I also soon learned just kind of on my own, the importance of that. And when I first spoke with leadership here, when they pitched the idea to me, I told them that I want to have subject matter experts on the show. I don't want to sit here and blah, 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 and talk about personal stuff and my own experiences at the movie theater and stuff. I don't think listeners want to hear that. I think they need to hear, they need to hear facts from subject matter experts who know what the heck they're talking about. Yeah. And they themselves can give their professional opinions, their expert opinions, but then listeners out there in the four states area can hear the facts. They can hear exactly from the horse's mouths what's going on, and then they can make their own well-informed decisions of how do they want to spend their money, where do they want to go for entertainment, maybe ways to better live their lives. And even just understanding material that in the past may have felt intimidating. I I feel like you really do a good job making me feel like this material is tangible for for me for anyone mm-hmm. who, who wants to hear it so if you you don't have to come in here and have a mba like you to to listen to the show you can right. be anybody listening to the show and and get a lot of um r- really great insight and a lot of different things will you tell yep. us a little bit about all the different all the different days of the week and what you cover oh sure sure so um our mondays are by the number mondays where yeah. we talk economy um and Everything we talk about throughout the week can be at the local, tribal, state, regional, national, global mm-hmm. stages. Um, my job, and my and Shannon's job, is to connect the dots for our listeners back to their breakfast table, yeah. back to the water cooler, things that they talk about 
sitting next to their neighbor in a pew at church on Sunday morning before the sermon starts. Um, these are things that are important to us here in the four yeah. states. And my job is to connect those dots of whatever's going on in the world back to why is this important to them? Yeah. How are they impacted by Ukraine being um, invaded, by North Korea shooting missiles uh, through yeah. Japanese airspace at 85,000 feet? You know, why does this matter to again, us not here? not just an opinion. This is, you're, you're oh, gathering, no. you are really doing a great job of being objective and just providing the facts. Well, this my, Shannon's is. job is to moderate and facilitate yeah. discussion with those subject matter experts so that they feel comfortable and they can talk openly and freely about what they actually know factually. And I love that because, you know, if, for those watching right now, if, if you're sick of watching shows where or listening to shows where people mm -hmm. just tell you what they think, you know, that's fine. I like, yeah. you know, sometimes I like hearing what people think, but man, I get real sick of hearing what people think. I do too. <laughs> so and I, I'm like, let me just hear from somebody who knows about this and I'll make my own opinion. <laughs> it, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I have seen and heard the practice of, you know, showing up 10 minutes before a show and printing off a bunch of articles and then just reading and blah, blah, blahing about yeah. something that's going on of which they know nothing about yeah. Yeah. other than what they just read in an article that may or may not be from a journal yeah. that is cited. May and not be peer-reviewed. Peer thank you. Thank you. Because therein lies the credibility. Exactly. Peer-reviewed articles are commonly accepted um, yeah. expert journals and publications yeah. you know uh but so monday we talk economy tuesdays uh we kind of came up with i got issues <laughs> and that can be anything from politics to law enforcement again things that are going on in our everyday lives but at a higher level of like i said politics u.s yeah. federal government state tribal governments things of that nature then wednesdays we move into wellness wednesdays mm -hmm. where we talk about not just our health and the wellness of our bodies but also of our minds and the wellness of yeah. our finances the wellness of our neighborhoods and our communities so wellness is a much broader uh, category yeah. than just am I eating well? Am I exercising yeah. when I'm supposed yeah. to? Like that. Body, mind, spirit. Absolutely. Yeah. It's very important to the way we want to actually live, yeah. truly live our lives. Where I've really learned a lot is in agriculture. Oh, uh, in the about yeah. seven months I've been here, we do agribusiness Thursdays. Uh, so I've learned a lot and had a lot of fun. Agribusiness is fascinating isn't it it I is mean, fascinating and you know one of the things that impresses me i think the most about agriculture here in the four states i know this is nationwide but it's it's the kiddos as i often use the term kiddos uh anywhere from five years old to 18 years old yeah. and our four hers man they impress the heck so out of me professional they are and they love what they do they have passion for what yeah. they do they learn such great, great discipline and values uh just good down-home american values man i sometimes regret like, i know i did it but i didn't have any i mean i did i wasn't set up that way this is not for this this isn't for this story right but not yeah, everyone has those influences people <laughs> i know and, and i love all animals yeah, so too. you know you get to pet the cows and the horses and, and the, the goats. baby goats you, and, you have experience with goats yeah i got to milk right. a goat at a county yeah. fair uh, doing a live uh, remote broadcast. So, so And then Fridays is just kind of a potpourri. Uh, it can be a mix of any of that stuff we already talked about yeah. or something that's kind of outside of that realm. Uh, but we also want to make sure everybody knows what's coming up over the weekend because uh, a lot of people just 
don't plan yeah, and well, are spontaneous, course, which can yeah. be great. Yeah. And uh, they hear, you know, at 8.05 in the morning, yeah, Pittsburgh has this farmer's market coming up tomorrow and uh, or Pittsburgh has this, Carthage is doing this. Yeah. Neo Show just opened this great restaurant with live music. Um, you know, Rogers, Arkansas is doing this great thing, Carthage and, you know, Marion days or whatever, uh, you know, people get so wrapped up in their lives. They don't know what's going on. So we use Friday as a, as a platform to let them know, uh, here's some great things to do. It might cost $50 a person might be free. Yeah. There's lots of free stuff to do, which is nice because I think, um, you know, when when Excuse you me. listen to a show, a lot mm-hmm. of times, like, uh, you know, I'll listen to um, a show that's really just about one thing, which is nice when you really are into that one thing. Uh-huh. Um, but what's nice about your shows, you can go through a whole week and just sort of have a well-rounded view of the world, mm-hmm. get in touch with yourself a little bit, and then exactly. make some plans on a Friday to go out and just like, you know, yeah. exist with people and know about things and, and, and exactly. have some inspiration. And, and, and have some meaningful conversations cool. because you've heard an expert on the show, not me, yeah, not Shannon, an actual expert. Uh, one of my favorite people to interview is uh, Professor Darren Sampson from Pittsburgh State University. Just a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. Uh, and, and so many experts that we have on the show that yeah. are just a real treat, not just to talk to as you are, but to oh learn but to learn from, <laughs> yeah. to learn from as well. Yeah. So will you tell everybody where they can find you guys and how they can listen and all those things while we're talking sure, about Sure, there's it. a number of ways to do that. We are live Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 860 a.m., or 97.5 FM. Those are simulcast. That's the live portion. Mm-hmm. People can go to kkowam.com or they can go to our Four States Live Facebook page mm-hmm. where we post all of our shows recordings. Now, you will find on uh, the website, kkowam.com, you'll find the whole two-hour segment. Yeah. But what you'll also find is after our producer posts that, I download it and I pick out each specific interview and post it on its own oh wow that's nice so you can you can get the ones you want without having to listen right. to right if you don't want to right and we value yeah. all of our guests and our guests have friends and family and yeah, we want them want to, to be able to that thing and they yeah. couldn't catch the live you know it's 7 yeah. 7 20 in the morning yeah uh, maybe they're not morning people so yeah. this way they can go hear that then they can also download the app off of kkowam.com it's the four states live app which you can put on your phone and uh have us anywhere. Yeah, which is you want to do. I recommend it. I Absolutely. Recommend it. <laughs> so now that we know a little bit about you, I, is, will you come back on the show so I Absol- can interview you again? Mo, I'm so shy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm really shy. I hate talking about myself. I want. I want to talk to you more, <laughs> and I know that you watching also. You want to know some more, so we'll make sure that Kevin comes back. I do want to ask you one last question. Yeah. Okay. What are you afraid of right now? Are you afraid of anything? What do you want to do? What's calling to your heart right now that you aren't doing? Is there anything? I am afraid that I'm not living my best life. Really? I know nutrition. I know exercise. I know behavior. And I know the proper elements of all of those. Yeah. I don't live those well. You don't live those as well as you want to or as well I, at all? Uh, well, as, I, as well as I want to <laughs> okay, to make sure and as, as well as I know I should and yeah. I can. It's yeah. uh, um, just real quick, I'll explain that I can't remember the author's name, but he wrote a book called Onward Muslim Soldier. It's not opinion. This is all fact. This author did huge amounts of research in describing the Quran and Muhammad 
And in his early days, Muhammad spoke of the struggle to live what Christians and others would call a Christ-like life. Yeah. Muhammad actually was preaching that. And the Arabic word for struggle is jihad. It's not bombing somebody in New York. It's not killing the infidels. The true meaning of the word jihad is struggle. Really? And that's my fear is my struggle is um, not well in hand. I'll put it that way. Yeah. So that's my jihad. Every day is a struggle to live the life I know I can, and I know how to. It's just making those. That then, what's what's your next step? What what are you? What are you? I think I need to take on yoga and meditating. (laughs) You do need to meditate. You don't meditate. I I can meditate. You should meditate because it's all in my head. It's all in our heads. You know, all of our listeners and who's watching right now, guys, it's in your head. It's your choices. There are choices and there's consequences. We have to own those choices, and we have to own those consequences. And uh, be uh, a little introspective. Yeah, you know what? Whenever we wrap up our interview here, I'm going to look up a couple Stoic philosophies to share uh, cool. at the end of this episode because it really, you know, having discipline, uh, having understanding that you really control your life experience mm-hmm. and that you have the power to, you've done it a thousand times. You know, you know how to get out of life what you want. And so um, you're just in the phase now of, that commitment, would you say? I are we, are I want to be to? able to say that. Um, I I strive for uh, the apex of the pyramid yeah. of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Ooh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that top pinnacle, the apex of that triangle of the five levels, that top fifth level is self actualization. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying. I think I'm there. There's yeah. some underlying things I still need to yeah. work on, but overall, yeah. I'm trying to achieve That's a little self actualization. Yeah, same. And I just feel be the a good person. I, my goal in life is to be a more self actualized individual, mm-hmm. and and you know there are things that uh, if you want to achieve greatness, um, that's going to come with uh, you know whatever path that looks like, but you have to just right. commit to it, you know, and then just trust yeah. yourself in getting there. And on that path, being a good person, being a good citizen. Yeah. of our United States of America, being a good yeah. citizen of our community and being willing to care about people, empathize and sympathize with and for people and just be a good person. Yeah. That comes easy to me. It's yeah. the other stuff I struggle with. <laughs> well, I have no doubt if it's like anything else in your life, uh, you know, you're you're well on the way <laughs> to achieve. Tomorrow will tell. <laughs> your dream. So, and you know what? To me, the the very first best step is the acknowledgement that you want something mm-hmm. else, and then it's a matter. It doesn't matter how long it takes to get there, just so long as you're that's right inching closer and closer all the time. You know, take the journey. Take the journey. Well, Kevin, take the journey. That's the message as we you close bet. off. Is there anything else that you want to say? Before no, we close uh, off? other than maybe next time we chat and visit, uh, maybe we can talk about carrier aviation. Well. Let us know and sound off in all the comments. <laughs> Let us know what's one here, and then maybe we could. Do, we'll just we'll just set this thing up. But yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. This is a very first episode. So Inaugural. This is like uh, this Yay. is very exciting. Thank you so much for watching. Please share this with your friends. You know, our goal here is to create an experience where we can. We can see the stories of people illustrated through them. 
and know? let everyone know that they aren't the only ones struggling out there and yeah. there is hope for a better day. It, and that's exactly right. If, mm-hmm. if, if this can serve as some inspiration, if you can realize that, you know, we can break down the walls of what life really looks like behind the scenes of everybody's experience and yep. and get a little inspiration, man, to me, that's, uh, I hope to do that. So uh, let us know what yeah. what maybe speaks to you. and, and Comment, and guys, let like us know. Uh, we're really glad to be here. Thank you for letting me live within the forest states live um house thanks <laughs> umbrella thanks for coming on board and enabling all of this great work that you're doing this uh, is awesome well i'm i'm so happy to be here and, and to do it and i really look forward to seeing what our journey together looks like in the next uh you it's know, gonna be epic months. mo gonna it's gonna be, be epic trust five, me air five yep. <laughs> <laughs> well thanks so much for watching and uh we'll see you soon thanks guys well, there you have it. That was Kevin Seinstricker, our very first episode on AMI VIP. And it really makes so much sense for me, of course, because, you know, Four States Live is the house within AMI VIP lives. So it's cool to get to be able to interview one of the people that I really looked up to and admired. He's had just such a fascinating career. And, you know, as a person who considers myself an entertainer, uh, and, and someone with a little bit of potpourri of experience. It's amazing to meet someone who's so willing to do what their heart calls them to, uh, and, and not without fear, but with that fear and also having a plan. So um, I hope that encouraged you. Uh, if, if you have some things that you would like to have more of a deep dive on or guests that you'd like to see on this show, let me know. Again, this is a community that we're trying to create here. I, I really want this to be a place where you can come feel uplifted, hear stories of real people, and maybe think to yourself that these things are possible for you because they are. I mean, after all, we're all just making this up, right? And we can all have success, whether you're a business leader or an entrepreneur, a community leader, or somebody who thinks they're nobody. You're somebody and you can do great things too. And so I hope this this um, show facilitates some of these conversations. So thank you so much for watching. Uh, we couldn't do these things if you weren't. Be sure to share this if, if you felt like it was useful to you or, or inspiring in any way or just kind of cool. We'd love for you to share and um, be sure to watch the next one.